Welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast. My name is John Harris. I want to, before we get into the topic today, just thank everyone for your support, for the Nini's Deli documentary, uh, for um, just supporting Juan Riesco. I, I, I know that they're very happy with, uh, with this, and, um, and, and you all made it happen. So thank you so much to those who contributed to that. Uh, I, I, I'm actually um, on the road this week, uh, involved in some projects. One of them is facilitating uh, the, the next documentary. And if you go to the info section, you can find out more information about that. I'll be talking about it more. But if you want to give to that, there's a Give, Send, Go link in the info section, and uh, and I'll be talking more about it in the days to come. But I wanted to um, I wanted to, to give you a short podcast today about something that I, I think is kind of important, something that doesn't get talked about a lot, and that is Appalachian discrimination. That's right, Appalachian discrimination. Are people in the Appalachian Mountains specifically, or people who just live in the South in general, I, I suppose, are they discriminated against people who are are by culturally southern culturally especially appalachian and the, the reason i bring this up isn't to uh obviously uh, knowing me you know that i'm not trying to paint uh uh th- th- this group of people as a victim category that deserves um some kind of uh reparations uh, I, I, I'm not going down the, the, the same um, narrative that Black Lives Matter goes down at all. I, the, the reason I actually bring it up is because I think it shows the hypocrisy of Black Lives Matter. And this, this idea that uh, it's only um, ethnic minorities, or um, now they're using the term sexual minorities, uh, or, um, or women who aren't really actually minorities, but, <laughs> be, but they get that treatment somehow, um, that, that they are all discriminated against, and that's it. And, and it's very, very hard and fast kind of um, uh, categories that we have. And if you're white, straight, male, Christian, uh, if you're, especially if, if you're, you're all those things and you reside on, in the South, and I suppose if you have a German heritage, I mean, you're really done for if that's the case. Uh, those kinds of people can't be victims ever. And that's just not true. It's just not true. And so I want to I want to really just go through a few things. This didn't take me long to compile this, but I just want to go through a few statistics with you. And, and as I'm going through, I want you to think about the Black Lives Matter movement and how they use disparities to further their agenda. And I want you to think about the quotes I'm going to read for you and then the disparities um, that exist between Appalachia and the rest of the United States, right? Because there is a difference there. And... Um, and, and it could be very easily, and in fact, in part, some of it is the result of uh, certain kinds of um, oppression, if you want to call it that. Um, and, and we could easily draw those lines. And I could make a great case that Appalachia deserves reparations. I won't do that. I don't believe in that. I don't think that is uh, right. Uh, but the same kind of narrative that Black Lives Matter is putting out there can be put out about a lot of other groups. And there's millions of dollars, billions of dollars, really, behind the Black Lives Matter narrative. Oh, art and movies and textbooks. And I mean, it is, it's, it's the religion. It has to be out there in front and center. But there's no money, hardly at all, being put behind this. Nothing. I mean, it's, it's uh, <laughs> to, to expose kind of um, the disparities that they are between Appalachia and the rest of the country. I mean, it's, you got to, you know, what's, what's the biggest book? Hillbilly Eulogy. That's what everyone, you know, quotes. 
uh, one guy who wrote a book, right? So th this is something that I, I think deserves more attention. And I, I really think uh, if, if people had a, a, an understanding, uh, if, if they didn't just focus on the victim groups we're supposed to focus on and believe them to be the victim groups, if they, if they had a more of a fair way of viewing uh, disparities, uh, and, and if they felt sorry, if their heart, you know, it, it just, it breaks your heart sometimes to see the kind of poverty that exists in these regions. If that exists, I don't think you'd be hearing the cry to take down things like, um, monuments, uh, to, uh, Southerners, to Confederate monuments, etc. I don't think you'd hear that because there would be kind of an empathy and a sympathy for the people that, uh, are descendants of them. But the reason that works that that narrative is working now in large part uh, there's a few reasons but one of them is i think uh probably because um they they don't fit the bill they're not victims they're ignored so let me, let's go through some of this let me let me show you some uh some things that you know maybe some of you aren't aren't aware of my wife and i were traveling and we went through um the western part southwestern part of virginia into tennessee and we were we're going through, through some impoverished areas and um, beautiful country out there. Here's a picture of uh, an old rundown uh, barn, uh, stable, I guess. And then you got some cows out there, a lot of cows. You, you know, it's so rocky, you can't really grow anything. But this is, um, I mean, there's so many pictures I could have taken of just uh, really like trailers, very junky trailers with, it's not like everyone there is like that, but there's a lot of it. There's a lot of uh, trash, a lot of uh, you can just tell in poverty, people that don't have access to medical care uh, as much as, as other people who live closer to um, cities uh, and in and, and other regions of the country. And and I just started thinking about this and I thought, you know, why, why isn't this victim group, if you want to call them that, why, why, why aren't the people here uh, thought of as a victim group, right? Why aren't they thought of as that? Uh, I mean, it's like going to the ghetto, uh, right? You see poverty and stuff. You see poverty out here as well. But for some reason, this is ignored. And, and you know, if there's so much white privilege, because most of the people living out here happen to be Scots-Irish uh, descendants, you know, if they're, they're white in, in the critical race theory way of looking at things, um, if they have so much white privilege, why are they ignored? I think this pokes a huge hole in that whole narrative. Let me give you just a few things off the top of my head. Sherman's army, right? Um, that, uh, and Sheridan, you could use Sheridan in the Shenandoah Valley, that's in the Appalachians. Uh, Sherman's army impoverished the South, and, um, and 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 you could certainly make the way that make the argument that systemic abuse uh, from back then uh, to today is what's causing all these issues, right? Sherman's army's fault. It's 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 literally the government's policy and actions towards a group of civilians, mostly uh, that is causing the issues that are happening today. Um, I mean, you could almost make you know. At least with, with slavery, you didn't have like the whole country coming together when the you know slave boats were arriving and voting on it. it. It happened more organically. I mean, with this, you had, you know, they were paid for by the government. Uh, this, I mean, you could make the case. I'm just saying, if you wanted to use the whole BLM narrative for this, why not make the case? Uh, it's an impoverished region. I'm going to show you some things on that. There's negative stereotypes. They're made fun of. They're rednecks. They're hillbillies, right? Mimicking their accents uh, as if you're dumb or something. Um, you know, the jokes about you might be a redneck and, you know, you don't have teeth or shoes or making fun of poverty. I mean, can you imagine if this kind of thing were said about people who lived in inner city areas who are minorities? Oh, well, it's racism. Well, how come this isn't? 
um, a lot of these people were displaced by things. Uh, the, for instance, I, I learned that during the creation of the Blue Ridge Parkway, uh, a lot of mountain families were completely displaced, again, by the federal government. So it's the, it's the, I mean, you want to make a case for reparations, um, lack of access to medical care, financial opportunities, et cetera, just geographically, look at a map. Where are all the hospitals? Where are the places for, to get jobs? And then where do these people live? People in the ghetto have more access than the people who live up in the mountains. Uh, and the suicide rate is high um, in, in much of the South. I couldn't get specifics on the Appalachian Mountains, but uh, it, I'm assuming it's high there since it's high in the South. So, so you know, th this is just a little sample of some of the, the things you could use if you wanted to create that narrative. Let me give you some quotes. If you want to do the historical thing, right? It's all historical. Here's what General Grant said. Rebellion has assumed that shape now that it can only terminate by the complete subjugation of the South. It is our duty, therefore, to use every means to weaken the enemy by destroying their means of subsistence. That means their crops, their, their, their animals, withdrawing their means of cultivating their fields and in every other way possible. It's not Sherman, guys. It's General Grant saying this. General Oliver there are still a large number of mountain men from this corps stripping the people of everything that can sustain life. I saw families of women, children, and Negroes, his word, not mine, who had absolutely nothing to eat. Major Berger, a number of cases of atrocities, rape by these people, United States troops, have already occurred. Their influence on the colored population is also reported as to be bad. Some of the behavior that happened to people in the South during the war. Civilians. Horace Greeley, Northerner, this is what he said. We mean to conquer them, subjugate them. Never would traitors be permitted to return to peaceful and contented homes. Instead, they must find poverty at their firesides and see privation in the anxious eyes of mothers and the rags of children. Horace Greeley, man of very good standing in the North. That's what he said. General Sherman, there is a class of people, Southerners is what he's talking about, men, women, and children who must be killed or banished before you can hope for peace and order. Now, these are just some quotes. You could use these quotes. I mean, look, quotes are used all the time to vilify uh, Southerners, to vilify Americans in general, to vilify white people. Why not just take a bunch of quotes like this, and you could take a bunch more than what I just gave you, and say, look, the poverty that exists, is just, it's due to systemic uh, abuse uh, and, and oppression. And look at these quotes. This is where it started. It was these people. Let's talk about some of the disparities. Life expectancy. The least healthy to the most healthy. Look at the least healthy. The red is the least healthy. Huh. It's the Appalachians. It's the South. That's where people are the least healthy in the United States. Let's look at infant mortality by state. Interesting. There's this blue island and it's mostly the South. And of course, you got West Virginia and Ohio as well in there, but a lot of uh, those people are also Appalachian people. Um, how about poverty by state? Yep, again, deep South. Got Kentucky in there as well, but the, the poorer places seem to be in the South mostly. Smoking by state. Who smokes the most? Prevalence of cigarette smoking during pregnancy varied by state. So we have two. We're smoking and then cigarette smoking by pregnancy. And again, 
Uh, smoking, a lot of it is the South. Uh, it's, you know, the Midwest has some too as well, but it's the Appalachian regions. Uh, smoking while pregnant, again. Uh, West Virginia, Kentucky, very high. Missouri, high as well. Um, how about adult obesity rates? Uh, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Louisiana, West Virginia, highest in the country. Percentage of advanced degrees by state. Uh, the South, again, uh, especially Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, West Virginia, Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, uh, they, they have, they're, they're under 8%. How about suicide? And this is, I couldn't find, it was hard for me to find suicide statistics. The, the best I could come up with, uh, with my limited search was from the 90s. But during 1990 to 94, a total of 154,444 persons committed suicide. Now, here's the percentages. 15% in the Northeast, 22% in the Midwest, 25% in the West, and 37% in the South. Now, I think per capita, the West is actually higher, but the South is second. There's been some books uh, talking about some of these things. Um, Mike Huckabee came out with a book, God's Guns, Grits, and Gravy, and he talked about why people, why, why would people be unhealthy in the South? Why do you think? Here's what he says. We fried everything, everything. I would later understand that Southern habit of frying, and it's quite practical. In a poor family, food needs to be to stretch to feed a maximum number of mouths. Breading and frying allows one to take pretty much anything and add to the caloric, caloric content and the fullness factor without adding to the cost. Frying had another advantage. In homes where poverty meant not always having refrigeration or reliable ways to protect from spoilage, especially in the summer, it took food to such a high temperature that any bacteria were also crispy cooked. Reason they're unhealthy, a lot of them? The reason they eat the way they do? Poverty. Here's the cost of living by state. South has the least amount uh, or some of the the, the, the property values down there are much less than in the Northeast or the, the West. So, or, and the coastal areas, I should say, Northeast of the West. We have the adjusted cohort graduation rate. Now, check this out. So if you think that, look, oh, these, these Southerners are, these people that live in the Appalachian Mountains in particular, they're just, they're the ones bringing all this on themselves. They're, they're just, they're not good students. They don't apply themselves. They're not wise with their finances. Check this out. Adjusted cohort graduation rate. Guess where it's high? Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia. It's high in those states. That means that students are completing high school at higher rates in those states. Check this one out. State debt per capita. Guess who's more responsible? <laughs> Looks like southern states are more responsible than a lot of the places in the northeast that are running up huge debts. Uh, Alabama, Mississippi. I mean, Alabama's number 44. Georgia's number 47. Mississippi's number 41. Tennessee's number 50 um, with state debt per capita. Looks like they're being a little more responsible with their, with their finances. Look at where the people are moving. People are moving away from the Northeast, Mid-Atlantic, the West Coast, and they're moving to many Southern places. Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina. People want to be in, in some of these areas. Now, they're, they're, like I said, there's been some books about this. Uh, Hillbilly Eulogy, J.D. Vance, Punished with Poverty by James Ronald and Walter D. Kennedy. Uh, they talk about some of these things. 
um, and 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 how this this situation came to be. What I want to the really the reason I'm making this though, and what I want to say is this: this the facts in this situation work better for the BLM narrative than the BLM facts work in many ways. I mean, it's it's you can you can even try to say that look they're being more responsible they're graduating from high school etc now in some of the more mountain areas i'm not sure to what extent that's true i just have state info but look they're the they're the victims you could say that they're the victims and look at the disparities they prove it i mean why not why don't why why wouldn't you do that and of course pointing this stuff out uh, can certainly lend to the charge against me and people who point this out of racism isn't that incredible? If you start saying that uh, there's there's a disparity there, then well, you might you must must just be racist. You don't care about minorities. You just you care about people in the Appalachian Mountains. No, I care about all people. And um, I, I think there is a great need. And if God has called you to to work in in those areas where there's poverty, if if you feel like you, you have a heart for those people, I think you should go. No matter whether it's the ghetto or the mountains or wherever. I'm just pointing out that these people are ignored because they don't fit the narrative. How sad is that? How terrible is that? There's nothing just about social justice, guys. Don't forget it. So I wanted to make that short video for you uh, to point out the hypocrisy of this. And, um, and, I, and I just hope it was helpful for you. I hope it, it, it made you think about this from uh, a vantage point, perhaps you haven't thought about it before. But what if we were to, to take the Black Lives Matter logic and apply it to other demographics? And sure enough, you, you, can, you can do the same thing uh, with other demographics. I think that's why they want to break it down between white and black, because if they did it regionally, it wouldn't work too well. So there you go. Uh, I hope that is helpful to you, and uh, God bless. Got more coming out. Um, like I said, if you want to support uh, the documentary we're working on right now, go to the info section, and there's a give, send, go there. I'll talk more about it in future podcasts. God bless. Bye now. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.